0: Hello, hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You are tuned in and listening to WWVU FM Morgantown 91.7 FM. This is United to the Moose. You are tuned in and listening to the Cinematic Odyssey. I'm your host, Tristan Rodriguez, and alongside with me here at the studio, Max Clark, the other host. And we're going to be talking about Parasite today, Uh, one of the greatest films of the 2010s, in my opinion. Uh, got high, high, high praise in the year that it released, in 2019. I watched it a couple times in theaters when it released. I was absolutely floored by it the moment I saw it. And I continue to still be floored by it um, after each subsequent watch that I do. I think this is my fourth time I've seen it now. It's directed by Korean, South Korean director uh, Bong Joon-ho. This is his, I want to say, sixth film. But uh, regardless, I mean, he's he's created um, other well-renowned films such as uh, *Snowpiercer*, and who, what I would consider his masterpiece, *Memories of Murder*, which came out in two thousand and three, I believe. But either way, *Parasite* is yeah, two thousand three. Parasite is a wonderful film. It's a political satire um, commentary about class, specifically between the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, and the class struggles and the class warfare between the two. And you see that uh, manifest through uh, a family who is impoverished and cannot seem to get out of the hole financially that they're in. And so they dupe a rich family by becoming their caretakers like
1: personal assistants possibly
0: yeah like the the two kids become tutors for their children yeah. and then the mom it becomes their like maid housemaid and then the father becomes the chaperone or not the chaperone the chauffeur the chauffeur for the father uh, of the other family and so you kind of see that dyma- dynamic play on the first act or first half of the film, and then uh, deteriorate in the second half of the film when there is something that is revealed to us, which is quite surprising, oh, especially when you watch for the first time.
1: Oh, it's stunning! Uh, by the way, there will be spoilers in this, so like I, I I strongly recommend that you watch Parasite prior to listening to this episode. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um. Tristan kept saying that, like, this is one of the best films of that year. Thank God it won Best Picture. Uh, it's possibly up there for one of the best of the decade of the 2010s. Yes. And uh, it won and Palme
0: d'Or at Cannes.
1: Go figure. That year. I thought he, I thought he was blowing smoke. I thought, he, I thought it was just, you know, okay, sure, whatever. It won Best Picture. It won the Palme d'Or. So what? All right. It's just a movie. And then I sit there and I'm watching and my jaw is just open. And I, I don't. I, the last half hour just had me like stunned. I I couldn't say anything. I was just, it was oh, incredible. So yeah, the, excellent film. You should watch it.
0: Yes, uh, there is a lot that the film says, like I mentioned about you know class warfare. I mean, it's ultimately about capitalism and the the failures of that system. Um, and how there's certain mechanisms that keep the impoverished and the work you know the working poor essentially in their spots in society and doesn't allow them true opportunities or ample opportunities to get them out of that situation, and you kind of see their disdain for the bourgeoisie or the the wealthy family and vice versa and you see the disdain that the wealthy uh has for the the poor the poor family or who they perceive as poor because uh, of their smell yeah which is something that comes up a few times uh, oh, in yeah. the film yeah which is a little interesting
1: it, it like mr park who is the rich gentleman he it it he always says mr kim has this smell about him he always – he smells like he rides – I'm off. <laughs> he smells like he rides the subway. Uh, it just – it's that <clears throat> dictation that it's just – he smells poor. It seems like he comes from down below. He smells like the sewage or the lower class. <clears throat> but – um. One thing I do want to touch back on with the, you know, class warfare, the inability to have that upward mobility is the fact that Mr. Kim is a driver for the rich. And he is... That's, like, the closest that he can get. He is driving around the rich guy. He's taking him from place to place. He's seeing all the upper-class parts of the the city. Um, He's got that, you know... Possibility, he's able to interact with Mr. Park because he's the upper echelon of South Korean society. Mm-hmm. But he can't actually like take part in any of the uh, rituals. He can't take part in the society. He's not going to go to a party or yeah. a business event. Yeah. It's not if 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 he's at an an event like Da Song's birthday party at the end. It's sort of as help. Yeah, it's not really like he's a guest.
0: Yeah, because yeah, gets paid for it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. he's being paid overtime for this. The wife, um, who is the housekeeper, she is cooking the food. She is assembling everything. She's getting paid to take part in this event. She's not actually invited. She's there, but she's not participating. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had more, but I didn't. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, let's let's. Uh, I wanna I wanna kind of take this bit by bit in terms of uh, chronologically what happens in the film because I think that's important uh, to discuss. So the first the first act, which is a little bit more on the light hearted side of things, like it's definitely more humorous, definitely, and it's a good. It does a great job at hooking in the watcher. Or the audience, um, into the story and into what the the characters and whatnot. There's like little tidbits, like we're watching right here when um, uh, Kevin is basically getting interviewed for his tutorship job for um, the Parks' daughter, uh, and he's he's talking to the mother, and they're looking at um, her son's like self portrait. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which just looks so ridiculous. Um again, he's like seven. Yeah, he's like a little kid. So obviously his drawings aren't gonna be these like masterpieces, you know whatnot. But when when they're talking about the painting, uh, the mom is praising her son's like ability to the high heavens. Like this is such a masterpiece, so oh, Basquait like level kind of genius. I'm like. And then you look at the the picture. It's just like a little. It's, <laughs> it's in.
1: It's in Cran, Mrs. Park. Yeah. It's in Cran. Let's, let's let's temper our expectations a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and so so um, essentially how this this opportunity even started for Kevin, uh, the son of the the poor the poor family, um, his friend Min was studying abroad he's going to Europe or America or whatever, and he was the original tutor of the daughter uh english tutor th- that is and min didn't want like his college friends to take his position because he was worried that they were gonna like uh get get um get with her essentially yeah and m- might I add uh, the daughter is a minor,
1: sophomore in high school. Yeah, she's a sophomore in high school, and there's these
0: college kids, uh, who are definitely above twenty, who are swooning over this girl, and he said in in their like little conversation that they have, Min is like, I'm gonna wait till she's of age to like formally ask her out. And I'm like, oh my goodness! How sweet. <laughs> That's so bad. But isn't
1: that isn't that why he's like taking off? He's taking off so he's like nothing bad can happen. I I need to give her time to grow up, and then I'll come back, and then I'll be like, maybe. I mean, like, but obviously, it's not a it's not a <laughs> grooming situation, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it's so funny. The reason why he even come, like asks Kevin for it is because he he doesn't think Kevin's gonna do anything. He's just going to tutor her, and that's it. And nothing will ever happen between the two of them. But that's the exact... That's, Spoiler alert, yeah. swing and a miss. Yeah, that, <laughs> the exact opposite result happens uh, with with Kevin and Dai Song. um
1: Because <laughs> they like fall in love. Oh, my God. It's, They're like second lesson, they end up kissing. Uh, it's, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, it's It's definitely uncomfortable, but... It's also kind of funny, but it's like uh it's more uncomfortable than it is funny.
1: I mean, like, there's a funny part where he ends up the first step is he introduces his sister, going by the under the name of Jessica, as an art therapy major and can be a a tutor, a therapist for Da Song, the young boy. Um, and so she comes in and Da who is the um Oh, Dahai, that's her name. Yeah. She yeah, is yeah, yeah. she's the daughter, she's like do you think, do you think she's pretty? <laughs> and like, he can't say, he can't say no because she is, um, but, but it's she's his also his sister, sister, sister And yeah. but he can't admit that. Yeah. So like, he's stuck here and he's like, oh, I guess, I guess generally she is attractive and the high is like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> she uses, <laughs>
0: and she uses that opportunity to like hit on him.
1: Yeah, she's like jealous. She's jealous of his sister, basically.
0: Yeah. Um. And then he, but the, he doesn't stop it either. Which, yeah. But anyways, I mean, there's that, and then the sister gets involved with the family because they want an art tutor or art therapist for their son. And so that's how the sister gets involved. They
1: hook him in. They basically say, "Oh gosh, your son might have schizophrenia."
0: Yeah. And- <laughs> uh and it's funny cuz there's the the joke between the Kims, which is the the impover- impoverished family that the mother is simple. Yes. Or essentially she's very gullible. Yeah. Um she can be easily manipulated. She doesn't really know. She doesn't really know. She's not aware of her surroundings.
1: Both. Of, I mean, frankly, both of them only seem to take things at surface value. They don't seem to be very intricate, well-knowledged people. Oh, because you, oh the father as well. The father as well, because yeah. eventually they get the father- the, uh, Mr. Kim the job as the driver, mm-hmm. and he hands he just hands him this card, this business card for this company. Oh he yeah, this is oh, you know. They're fancy. The because of their, you know, you know they're fancy because of the card, and it looks it's a nice quality card. It's a fake company. Yeah. If you Google it, you will not see a result. <laughs> but he doesn't. He just calls the number and he's like, oh, I trust my C- driver because he, he trusts him. Yeah. He trusts him, but also like, you don't want to Google it first. You're just gonna uh, I you're guess just so. gonna call and hope it works out, well, I don't know, I guess
0: I guess each well he trusts him,
1: I, yeah, but like, how long has he been driving for him less than a week,
0: yeah, and like, hasn't been that long.
1: I don't think I don't think we've seen any of them get paid, so this has all gotta be within a month,, mm-hmm. and like he's he's instantly trusting, he's like, oh, the quality is great, it made me think of the great Gatsby. <laughs> the book and it's like oh look at this his library is so beautiful none of the like look at so many books the books have never been opened but he's got them so they're like oh it's so pretty oh it's so gorgeous oh isn't he so wonderful didn't open any of the books didn't look into the card oh my goodness my son could have schizophrenia let's hire this woman right now yeah yeah and there's just no there is no follow-through from the parks (laughs)
0: Yeah, so the the sister gets involved with the family, and then how they get the, their dad to be the driver is that the uh, the other sh- well the chauffeur before she, she, he make the well the parks make him give her a lift to her place, um, and then while they're in the car together, he's very insistent on like taking her to her actual house. Yeah, and then she's like, no, drop uh, me off at the subway because we know that if they knew that where she actually lived then they'd probably fire her yes and uh there's that little Bonus element nuance. there yeah um because she's she's poor um not of a middle class or middle upper class or even upper class family uh so there's that there's that little uh, tidbit there but uh she takes off her underwear and like <laughs> Hides it underneath the passenger yeah. seat.
1: <laughs> Frame job. My goodness. He's going to do that in the back seat where I sit? Oh, uh, I know. Not a, that That's his problem with it. It's not that he does it in the car. It's that, or at least he like does well, it, but in air quotes. Yeah. But that he would do it in the back seat where I sit. There's not room up front, I think. But Mr. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. I think that's, that's, that's what, what, he he what says. Mr. Park says. That's like, what he says, yeah. Like, that's your issue?
0: Yeah. Th- that's your issue with not it? Not the fact that he did it in your own car. Yeah, exactly. Uh but
1: hey, it was a Mercedes. <laughs> you got to do it in the Mercedes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. If you want to go a little bit further into how they set up um the class structure. The Kim's house is below street level. Oh yeah,
0: and then uh the Park's house is like on top of a mountain or hill. There's is, a, essentially they got to
1: climb up all these steps. There's the to get there. The scene when they are escaping the house, when they're like mm-hmm. they cl- get out in the middle of the film, they are exclusively running downhill. Yeah. Down the stairs, mm-hmm. down the hill, around the corner, through the sewers, and their apartment by that time is completely flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's below street level. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, there's that like uh, visual aspect to it. Yeah. Um Fi- With not, The hierarchies and stuff.
1: It's not just that they're working class versus you know elite. It's literally physically below and above. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and then my favorite, one of my favorite sequences, probably my favorite sequence in the entire film, is the setup to take out the uh, the housemaid. Uh, the the peach the peach sequence oh yes oh yeah okay so build up for the for the maid so she's been the the maid for the house even prior to the parks owning the home uh, she was the original housemaid for the architect of the house the original builder and um, she was like really good at her job and so he uh, basically. Recommended her to just be their maid, then the parks' maid, and so they take her in. And it seems like she's been there for many years. I don't know how long the parks have owned this house, but, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's sure. been a it's been a long time. Probably like I think
1: it's, I think they say it's about four four years. years.
0: Some probably like five or something, maybe six. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, quite a while. And she's very reliable. She keeps the house in order. She essentially is the the brunt she keeps the house maintained, yes, and that's another thing. It's like the the laborer, the laborer, the worker, is providing that value for the house because the wife isn't doing anything. all she does is just ask for things, no. and then the housemaid does them for her, uh, and same with the children. Yeah. And then the the Nathan or the father comes home and he just like relaxes. So they they're they're just there. They're not maintaining the house. They're not doing anything other than like providing in the sense that like they're buying, you know, the things for the house and for the housemaid.
1: Um they're relaxed. Yeah. The Parks are extraordinarily relaxed they don't have to fight they don't have to claw for any extra bit of money or extra mm-hmm. bit of food they don't have to pinch pennies they can just exist and let the people in their house do the work for them yep they they're not they're so removed from what is actually going on mm-hmm. which i mean it makes me think that mr parker is not a self-made man i feel like he is part of a like an inherent like his fa- of, his
0: family is probably rich It's kind of an inher- thing
1: either an inherited thing or he's like a like a stock guy who just kind of made money off the stock market and didn't really like i i built this company up from the ground up it makes me feel that he is just kind of used to being around wealth mm-hmm. and therefore he's just like ah yes the fridge is always stocked <laughs> correct <laughs> this right. is this is how it should be yeah 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 yeah
0: um I mean we do see a picture of like uh of him on a magazine or something cuz he's like a tech guy. Yeah. So I don't know. He might he might be a a self-made man. I mean he it's never be. it's never clear.
1: He might be just a CEO. Yeah.
0: I mean it's never made extremely clear if if he comes from family of wealth or not. But regardless, I mean their attitude um doesn't change. They're very yeah, like you mentioned, relaxed and kind of unaware of their surroundings and blissfully ignorant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, blissfully ignorant. And you kind of see that later in the film uh, with the whole smelling thing, but we'll get to that. But anyways, so the housemaiden, or maid, she is very important to the house, maintaining it. And so the the Kim family uh, hatches this plan to get her out so their mother can be in her place um and it's the 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 sequence that it occurs in is brilliant. I believe it's 60 cuts or something like that in 2 minutes or whatever. It's very I think I think each each shot has the same amount of time in the sequence. You know, I'm fucking yeah. fast forward to it. Um but yeah so you have you it's kind of like a story within it itself. you have the setup, the climax, and then the conclusion, yeah, like the three acts of a story <laughs> very quick uh which is which is crazy um I think it happens around, yeah, here we go, it's gonna start here, so yeah,
1: oh, it's i ah, I completely blanked on that he Mr. Kim basically is like, oh, she's sitting in line looking for um drugs because, oh, she has tuberculosis. And then he, like, squirts ketchup onto a napkin. She's yeah, like, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, she's coughing yeah, yeah. up blood. Yeah. They sprinkle peach dust on her, because she's allergic to peaches. Mm-hmm. And, like, that information will be useful later. And, <laughs> and she just starts coughing, like, perfect timing. It's a well-oiled con artist machine. It's great.
0: Yeah, so the so the Kims are like, okay, they they figure out peaches aren't allowed because she's allergic to them. Uh, the housemaid. She's allergic to peaches, and so they're like, okay, we need to figure out a plan on how to get those peaches on her or whatever, so she can cough. And the TB thing is fake. She doesn't even have tuberculosis. Not at all. Yeah, she's just allergic to peaches.
1: Yeah. And so
0: there's this just brilliant sequence where it, uh, it starts with I think um, uh, the daughter of the. The Kim family picking up a peach, and then it ends with the napkin shot of uh, the father of the Kim family holding up the napkin from the trash can. There's like blood on it, but it isn't blood. It's just like it's like ketchup or something or soy. I don't know Might some be, yeah. some type of sauce. Red liquid. Yeah, and it's just so brilliant. I can't even. It's hard to describe because it it literally is just just a sequence of shots, but within that sequence, uh, the story plays out perfectly. There's just like a big, a clear beginning and a clear end um, to t- taking her out, essentially.
1: And because they trust the Kims, they because there is no, no further research needed, they don't even ask her, hey, are you feeling ill? Hey, are you sick? Hey, do you have tuberculosis? They don't even ask that. They're just like, yep, well, I'll, I'll take their word for it. And, and they let her go. Like, instantly which is another like it's just preposterous and I want to see one thing I don't know if this is this was a design choice from Bong Jun ho and and the casting uh of Mr. Park versus Mr. Kim but like I picked up on this the last conversation Mr. Park has this smooth like baritone voice it's crisp and clean like he's relaxed he doesn't have to worry about a thing he's got that authoritative tone he just speaks and is calm and has this power to him and he speaks with that with that gravitas and then mr kim he's got rasp he's got clutter he's not as smooth Uh as mr park which is Maybe articulate of something like he, he's got to work. He's not able to relax because he he can't afford you mm. know to live home. He can't afford to uh, do whatever he wants. Correct. He's he's still got to work, and that just it weighs on him, and he's not able to speak as smoothly. Which it might just be the fact that these two actors have different voices. Yeah. But like you know, I th- I think that's kind of cool to think mm-hmm. of that way. So,
0: yeah, they take they take out the the housemaid and then the second half of the film begins, which is when it gets really really uh kicks into high gear. Um f- from the themes accelerating to critical mass uh to the reveal. Oh yeah. That comes very sh- shortly.
1: So like what I wrote was on like the the Parks go on a camping trip. They're all out of the house, and the Kims basically enter the house. Correct. And they're, they're eating the sweets. They're drinking the alcohol. Yep. They're having a ball. Yep. It's it's their house now, yeah. basically. Yep. And I'm like, oh, it's a perfect name. It fits just right. They're the parasite. They cling on to the house, and they're just taking, taking over until the house will eventually die. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I wrote in parentheses, what's the next level? Like, okay, they're in. They're set. What's going to happen <laughs> that, you know— Pushes me, in, which which is great because I never saw it coming. I never, you never would have imagined.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't know what happened. I'm yeah. glad this was never spoiled for you.
1: So am I. Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> Tristan, what, what 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 are we glad that didn't get spoiled for me?
0: So, out of nowhere, they're you know the part the Kims are just having a great time, and then the housemaid that was fired comes to the door and is you know trying to get in and the family is shocked like what is she doing here you know (laughs) they're so confused um and so taken aback and so they let her in um the the miss mrs um park or not mrs park mrs kim she lets her in uh, the rest of the family is basically hiding from her so that, you know, they're not seen or caught. And uh, she, the original housemaid, she walks downstairs to the basement. And uh, we see this shot of her, p- like, pushing this, case, like, a shelf. Yeah. Um, full with, like, jars of juice and stuff. P- she's pushing it with all of her might. She's literally, like...
1: She is suspended on the wall yeah. between the wall and the cabinet, yeah, attempting yeah, yeah. to use all of her force mm. to get this thing moved. Mm. And I'm like, what, "What the hell is she possessed?" Yeah, I was worried this was going to turn into like a disease horror film, like that she would be a zombie and that there would be <laughs> way more blood. Like, I didn't know what this was going to be. I was, yeah. I, I think at this point, I, I googled what genre the film was, and I was like, "Okay, this isn't a horror, right?" I don't do well with horror. This uh, isn't a horror yeah, film, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a thriller. <laughs> it was not a horror film, thank God. And
0: so they get it open. That uh, was a bit of a struggle. It was, uh, the, the shelf was stuck by something underneath it. And so they pull it They pull it away, and it reveals this door. And yeah. she opens the door, and it's this desolate chamber of cement with, like, green lights. The
1: fluorescent light is yeah. terrible.
0: Uh. And it's like this very brooding and the the music the way the music swells it's like uh, the strings just like amplify to the to the t, and the shot it's a i want to say um it's a following shot they um just... well uh steady cam yeah steady cam yeah. behind the back um handheld, essentially uh following Mrs. Kim down this this stairwell to reveal. The handmaid's husband, who has been hiding in a basement for four years from, uh, from debt collectors. It's ridiculous. And it is the most shocking thing. I was so, I was so like speechless. I, <laughs> when I saw this, I was like,
1: what? I, I actually didn't write anything down. I think this was one of the parts where I was like, I had my mouth open. I had no idea what the heck was going to happen. And I see this, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I I, I didn't have words. I was like, okay, so now I'm trying to justify it in my head. Okay, who's the real parasite? Who's actually, like, taking out this? Because, like, what it made me think of originally, like, my mind immediately snapped to this. Something that Mrs. Parks said. She was like, oh, that woman. She eats enough to feed two people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Gee, th- maybe was... she is because there's two people. Yeah,
0: there is two people and actually.
1: I was like, oh my gosh, that that makes perfect sense. I was like, oh, that's another uh, feather in the cap of Bong Joon Ho because that was that's like a perfectly crafted line. It's mm. like a throwaway line. Yeah, but it has meaning to no, it. it. Like does. They notice, but they don't think about what that actually means. They probably, that's they so probably,
0: cool. well, they probably thought because she was like larger. Like, yeah. she was a little bit obese. Oh,
1: she's hungry. Oh, she's just taking seconds. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Um, But, yeah. And so they start to talk. Uh, What's her name?
1: Because uh, I keep saying that. The housekeeper had me. Dong I Ik. Don, I believe is her, uh, her name. Dong Ik? Dong Ik. Dong Ik. Um, D-O-N-G-I-K. Why do I see it on the letterbox
0: here? Either way. So she starts talking um, to Mrs. Kim. Oh, no. Moon Wang. Moon Wang. Okay. There it is. Moon Wang. Uh, so they s- <laughs> they start talking to her, and they're basically pleading. They're pleading for her to not tell anybody about this. Because, for, for one, uh, her husband has been hiding for four years yeah. from credit Collectors or debt collectors essentially.
1: They use loan sharks. Yeah, and they they're coming after him.
0: Yeah. And he, yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been
1: hiding for four years in this
0: basement. Insane. Uh because he owned a cake shop that went bust and he couldn't repay his debts to these loan sharks. Um, so that's why he's hiding. And uh, she's pleading to Mrs. Kim, please do not tell anybody. Do not even tell the Parks about this and whatnot, because the Parks, well, for one, they don't even have any, they have no clue that this basement even exists. No, because the architect of the house never even told anybody about it, except for well, of course, the the two the two of them um, that that know about it, uh, and so with th- this is an interesting little tidbit here um about the this the commentary with specifically with class warfare between in, in within the uh, proletariat and this is like a, a failure of capitalism where or it's built into the system where essentially workers um are kind of pitted against each other to fight against each other so they're not united to fight against the bourgeoisie um and so you see this power dynamic that mrs kim is holding or she has over uh the the couple here and it switches immediately yeah when her family falls down the stairs revealing that they are a family
1: kevin screws up calls dad dad <laughs> yeah and Moon Wang catches it on film.
0: Yeah, she records it, and now she's on the other, now it <laughs> flips. And Immediately. She, and she's like, actually, now I'm going to threaten you because uh, if if I'm going down, you're coming with me. And it's it's such an interesting little moment that probably a lot of people will kind of overlook is because, like, she says she knows her name Moon, moon, um... Chung The mother's yeah. name? She knows her name. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how.
1: I think they say it. I, I, uh, I'm sure they're, they're introduced at some point. Okay.
0: Well, she knows her name, and she says, we're a mem- we're members of the needy. And uh, Chung Sook, Miss Kim, she says, we're not, which is not even true. Oh, no. That's not true. At all. Because <laughs> literally before they even got this job, even with the jobs that they have, they're still of the working class. They're still working poor. I mean, they're not—they're not getting paid like to the high masses to the point where they can move out of the semi basement that they live in.
1: They're and folding pizza boxes. That's what they're doing. Yeah,
0: before they got these jobs, exactly. Correct.
1: Like they're—they're—they're they're, they're still needy, even with yeah. these jobs.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and so you see that like little tidbit of commentary occurring, which I think is very powerful and uh, it's I mean it's very subtle too um, but it's very it's it's important to to keep that in mind the the way that the the wealthy the bourgeoisie has this power over both of them uh, to fight against each other because it's all about okay i got to beat these people to get this job so i can keep moving up in society rather than them both of them teaming up to try to uh, increase their own status exactly exactly and so that i think that that little moment their exchange there is very very uh, telling or important and here's the poignant.
1: here's the interesting thing that i i'm sitting with this for the first act of the film this is a morally relative situation like one could argue that like frankly i ended up caring about the kim family i wanted them i wanted to see them succeed i wanted to see them get the jobs Mm -hmm. move upward yeah and enjoy prosperity yeah finally yeah and I'm, i'm rooting for this and they're going about all of these con ways they're they're lying their way upwards they're Using all these little deception tactics because to get that's up the there, best way to go up. It's morally, it's not morally right. Well, it's not right, but it's not morally right. But yet we still want them to succeed, which is in, which I think is interesting. But like, there's one thing that, you know, after being caught, Mr. Kim says to uh, Moon Wang and her husband, "Hey, what did these nice people ever do to us?" And the 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 takeaway is basically. The parks are nice because they're rich. <laughs> they they can afford to be nice. They don't oh. they don't have to fight and claw and scratch and punch and get their way upwards because they're already there. Yeah. They don't have to put any effort. They don't have to fight upwards. And you know, later on obviously there's a six-way brawl for the phone because mm. they're all fighting against each other. Yeah. Oh, well, well there's yeah. no there's no uh, way to improve yeah. one's status because they're all fighting against each yeah. other. They're not focused on how do we preserve ourselves? Could we maybe reach an agreement yeah, that helps exactly. both of us? No, we're just going to fight because one of us has to win, one of us has to lose. That's the way it is. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, that's what the, the, the capitalist system breeds within one's mind. It's very individualistic. It's very, like, you must uh, be in your own lane. You cannot... Uh, achieve success with other people it's got to be by yourself you know pull yourself up from the bootstraps kind of mentality uh which is ultimately comes (laughs) uh crashing down for all of them as we see at the end of the film when most of these people die indeed uh spoiler alert but yeah and then before the like the whole fight breaks out um moon Moon Gwang, she's doing this like North Korean
1: she's mocking uh, the newscast, yeah, like
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah, it's kind of funny, and then they start reminiscing about the times before he had the high and when the original when they were with the original owner, and like they were they were kind of embracing the the beauty and the genius of the architect and whatnot, kind of this like kind of pretentious esque. Uh, like lowering the status of the the Kims because they're like stupid and dumb. They don't realize the genius of uh, the original architect and whatnot. Exactly. Uh, just another little like tidbit there. And so they're reminiscing, and then that's how the fight starts because they get distracted and they like charge at them.
1: And they're all fighting over the phone. They're all trying to prevent that video of from going Kevin out. calling Dad, Dad, from being sent yeah. to Mrs. Park. Yeah. And they've got a safe face. They not only have to get the the Kim's not only have to get out of the house and allow Mrs. Kim to, you know, prepare dinner and get ready for them to come home. Yeah. But also they have to subdue Moon Wang and her husband. Yep. They have to ensure that, hey, you're not gonna say anything about us being a family and conning our way in here and making you lose your job because we wanted your job. Yep. Right? Yep. And so they just tie her up, they leave her in the basement. She's been concussed and kicked down stairs and she 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 dies from those wounds <laughs> yeah. eventually mm-hmm. but like this is brutal mm-hmm. like it is it's a very race brutal. against time yeah they have eight minutes to basically yeah it's the sub- most intense
0: cooking scene it's in uh, cinema
1: oh my gosh it's incredible and i mean i know this like kind of takes away from it but like that food looks so good. Well, okay. So, I was reading upon the I was reading on this uh with that
0: dish specifically um that she cooked, which is ramdon. Um yeah. so in Korean South Korean culture, ramdon is a dish that it's like a it's like cup of noodles for us essentially. It's like <laughs> that's like a, essentially what the um the the comparison is or, like, the equivalent of it is, I believe. That's what I read um, from a few years back when I was, uh, you know, when the film was big. So I am I might be wrong. I don't know. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
1: It's quick and easy.
0: Yeah. But she added the sirloin, which is expensive meat and is usually reserved. Well, people, the people that have it are usually definitely well-off that can afford it. Oh, yeah. And so there's that little touch to, like, kind of you know, to make it this little bit more elu- exclusive kind of dish that is more high end. It's not just the noodles and that's it. Um, so there's that little tidbit there. That's um,
1: that's a good point. I yeah. didn't I didn't catch that. I mean, I just thought it was oh they're requesting sirloin. Didn't that didn't cross my mind? Hey, yeah, you, you did it to me. <laughs> I love it. I love trivia. It. Oh yeah, it that's uh, really cool.
0: Yeah, cause, cause I mean, obviously stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'm not Korean, so I wouldn't know. I'd have to look it up to find out, especially with that little that little dish. But you know, again, everything, the, everything, everything, every detail is oh, important.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, I I found a quote from Bong Joon Ho about the title um, mm. of the of the uh, film. So he said he's talking about it, and he says. Because the story is about the poor family infiltrating and creeping into the rich house, it seems very obvious that parasite refers to the poor family. And I think that's why the marketing team was a little hesitant. But if you look at it the other way, you can say that rich family, they're also parasites in terms of labor. They can't even wash dishes. They can't drive themselves. So they leech off of the poor family's labor. Exactly. So both are parasites. Yeah. Which is really cool to think about because it's like... I In my mind, I was like, okay, who's the parasite? Is it the husband who's just kind of lurking in the basement? He's not hurting anybody. He's just taking a little bit of extra food every once in a while. I think she said she would feed him like once a week, mm-hmm. which is like n- that's, not that's good. Not a lot. Yeah. It's not it's good not a lot of food. for a person. But like <laughs> is it – is is who's is, is he really doing harm? And
0: and she's paying for it with her own money. Exactly, which is crazy to me.
1: It's so, it's respectful. I think is what it I is. I mean.
0: It is, but I I don't know. It, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't. Cause like they clearly can afford it, and they they don't care. No, they don't. They, they. don't care. <laughs> they notice, but they don't care. They don't care enough to like do anything about it.
1: They're not paying attention enough. But I, I don't know if that's, like, worth it. I mean, noted, if Moon Wang tells them that her, oh, by the way, my husband is in your panic room that you didn't know existed. Oh, well, then she he would, be, uh, he would be... She would be fired. He, he would, would go also to, be he'd, go to prison. Out. he'd probably be killed.
0: Oh, yeah, he'd be killed, yeah, because he's getting chased by these uh, debt collectors. That's right. And the loan sharks. Um, but, yeah, and so that whole sequence ends with the Ramdon thing. Crazy intense scene. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that, by the way, it looks really good.
1: The it, dish. That's looks, what I'm saying. It looks really it, good. I, it made me hungry. It was like, what, 1230 or something in the morning. I was like, yep, I could go for some noodles. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Yeah, it looked really good.
1: I would have some shirline. It Ah.
0: And so immediately after that whole shebang, um, Mrs. Park starts talking to Mrs. Kim about... The moment that uh, her son had uh, with a ghost in the house. And the ghost being the man in the basement. Yeah. So what it was, his, it was like his birthday or something. Yeah. And he went downstairs in the kitchen to eat from the cake, which the way he was eating it was pretty funny. He was like laying on the ground and like he was a disgusting mess.
1: He's just putting his hands in the couch.
0: Yeah, like just not even he's, neat about it. Again. He's a
1: kid. He's even younger than he's like five or six. Yeah, he's like a kid. And then
0: he looks to where the stairs are to the basement, a rectangle.
1: Which is this ominous shot. The, the wall in which that door is, it's this dark these darkly lit, dimly lit cabinets all throughout the wall. It's like a, a dull orange light with it's pretty dark all the way, but the doorway is just this black rectangle Mm -hmm. like just this abyss light does not permeate there's no there's no way you can see down the stairs which is really ominous because it's like you know you're cutting off the lower part of your house and you can't see down there which you know you can take that as another symbol if you want to um Mm. but like he just sees the top of his head he only sees from the nose up Up. and And it's it's so terrifying i I think that was the other moment where I was like, this isn't a horror movie, right? <laughs> his
0: eyes are just so, they're very wide and like, yeah. just this kind of very scary look that he gives the uh, da, da Song, if I'm saying his name correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, Da you Song. You are. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. And then he, he has a seizure, um, and then they got to rush him to the hospital. He survives ultimately. But yeah, he was so petrified that he had a seizure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely traumatized him for sure. And he'll probably he he probably has nightmares about it and stuff like that.
1: But this camping trip that they went on the was cut before, short. It was supposed to be Da Song's birthday. Yeah. It was supposed to be his his uh Oh,
0: that's I didn't even make that connection. It
1: was supposed to be his, his birthday <laughs> gift. He's so into Indians. He's oh, out in camping, yes. and that's why when he comes and home it get, and he, it gets
0: rained out, they have to come home early, and that's why all this nonsense happens. And
1: that's why he sleeps on the lawn and keeps the Parks on the couch watching over him, which makes you know the escape a lot more and, harrowing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the Kim family they're still in the house while the Parks just arrive. And they got to get out, and it's pouring rain. There's a storm happening, and so they got to leave, and they make this daring escape. <laughs> and okay, this is this is probably the most uncomfortable sequence in the film. So you got the basically the entire family minus Mrs. Kim underneath the coffee table in the living room, and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Park lay on the couch watching. Uh, their son in a tent in their lawn while it's raining because he wants to sleep in there and whatnot. And they they start, like, talking about um, the smell of...
1: Mr. Kim. Yeah.
0: And how there's this smell about him that he can't exactly pinpoint, but it reminds him of the subways. And it's, like, this very judgmental tone, this very, like... Just like I need I want to It's a yuck. Yeah. I wanna stay away from that, you know. Uh but he he kinda qualifies that comment with but he's really good at what he does. And so I kinda I just tolerate it. We'll overlook it. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you wanna you wanna double down on the scent, he's driving Mrs. Kim around to the uh the supermarket the day of Dasan's yeah, birthday, birthday bash, p- yeah, and she's on the phone with her friend, and she just starts to gag. Yeah. She, I mean, she's got her shoes off, <laughs> she, uh, kicking them up on the on the, fr- the passenger, passenger seat, seat head headboard or whatever. And then she opens the window, and she's just gagging. And he's just, he I know they're talking himself. about me because he can I, he can hear. Yeah. He's got ears, and he's just like he smells his clothing, and he's just like, do I smell that bad? Yeah, and. She uh when,
0: when they were on the couch, she makes this comment like, Man, I, I don't remember the last time I was on a subway. So maybe maybe they, they were like a working class family before, maybe it was before she met uh her husband.
1: But it's been a while. But it had regardless. been yeah, it
0: had been a very long time. Um and so they start like <laughs> doing things to each other. Um <laughs> foreplay. <laughs> And uh yeah, you got the whole family underneath the coffee table listening to all this. Yep. And they mentioned the the underwear.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Didn't like that. Uh
0: and how it's like a turn on for him.
1: That's weird. <laughs> just uh, that's weird. Let's gloss over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: Yeah, and it was just like so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. And so
1: Jessica knows, and that's weird.
0: Yeah. Um and but. so they they the Kim family eventually leaves, and there's that shot of Mr. Kim laying on the floor because Da Sung wakes up in the middle of the night and radios his the, his parents. He's like, "I can't go to bed, whatever." And he <laughs> he's laying on the floor. The only thing you can see are the the bottom of his
1: feet. If they look to the sides, he, they he's will gonna get him. caught.
0: He is so close. There's just, oh my gosh, the tension is just at at critical mass in that in that moment. Terrifying. Um but yeah, and so yeah, and so they eventually leave and then they go downstairs, they go back to their their house or their home, semi basement and it's flooded. Um and then they are forced to sleep in a gym with hundreds of other people who have been displaced. also flooded, yeah, displaced, and um, he has a conversation with his son about plans, and this is another thing that we haven't even mentioned yet. About, no, we got to talk about, about, about like the end. like nihilism, how that is a theme, um, and like how life goes on, fate and stuff like that. So he has this conversation with his son about having a plan, and he says to his son. The best plan is having no plan at all because the way that life works, it never plans out the way you want it to plan it out. Yeah. Um so it's this very kind of like nihilistic kind of depressing, cynical look on life, in my opinion. Uh it may it does some it's some it has some truth to it. Um
1: it never gets his hopes up as a working class member. Yeah, yeah. Because he he can't say, "Oh, this is my big break. I'm finally gonna be able to make it, make it big, and support our family, and we can move out of this ground mm-hmm. floor, and we can we can be bigger than we are right now." And instead of doing that, he's just we're gonna take it one day at a time. We're gonna do what we can. Yeah. Because he says, "If you, if you make plans, it's not gonna go that way." Yep. Which yep. is. I mean it, it fits. You can't yeah. it doesn't keep their hopes up because what if it doesn't work out? Exactly. Then they're back at square He's one. disappointed. They're still in the sub basement yeah, and they're like, oh, "It's that extra level of depression like that was supposed to be my big break." And yeah. you're you're hung up on the past and you, you can't move forward.
0: Yeah, and so that's like the the eternal turmoil that he goes through mentally is like I'm I'm still in this cycle of poverty and I cannot get out of it no matter what I do. To the point of like conning another family yeah. uh <laughs> and like stealing jobs from other people. Even going to that level, it's not even working out. It's not even panning out the way they had hoped. Um and so yeah, that conversation happens and then it's Das birthday, like get together, it's impromptu as the mom likes to put it.
1: They throw it together. And it's like this very
0: <laughs> kind of elegant. Like uh, some people bring a cello. It's a soiree. Yeah, someone's like singing and stuff, and it's like this just very.
1: They they're rich enough so they have time to work on hobbies and they can learn to play the cello, yeah. And sing, and yeah, do all yeah, that yeah, Because it's it's just this upper class. Oh, we're just gonna get together and have a little fun for that song, and mm. Kevin makes a plan
0: to to kill the uh, the man downstairs. Yes. Um,
1: he he makes a plan he's got this rock that is a metaphor, handed a metaphorical. to him handed to him by men right at the beginning of the film yeah which is a symbol for financial wealth yeah this will this will bring you wealth to prosperity your family, yeah. material wealth yeah to your family that's the word material wealth mm. and he's gonna bring it down and he's gonna kill uh the dude that's the his. husband downstairs <laughs> and he climbs down and the second time in the film, too, Kevin really needs to like learn how to do stairs because the second time in the film, Kevin he falls falls, and he drops the rock. <laughs> he drops the rock, Very clumsy. falls down the stairs, and he's like, oh, God, I really hope he didn't hear that. And he's being really slow and cautious, which is kind of his downfall there. He gets roped around the neck, um, almost strangled, yeah. attempts to escape, and doesn't. Yeah. But this leads to the husband. He's able to escape. He realizes Moon Wang is dead at this point, mm-hmm. and like well, there's I, nothing to lose. There's not he I, he has nothing. He's to lose. lost
0: everything at this point. He lost his wife.
1: Yeah, he's got the he, only. Yeah, there's nothing. Nobody's gonna keep him down there. He's gonna die if he stays down there. He's got a way out. So he grabs the rock. He follows up. Drops it on Kevin's head. Not just drops. Throws it on Kevin's head <laughs> twice. Brutal. He's, Brutal. I thought he was dead. Yeah, Spoiler so alert, by the way. I thought he was dead. Yeah, he doesn't die, surprisingly. Sh- unbelievable. Considering
0: all the blood loss he had to his brain.
1: Unbelievable. But, like, and he takes this up. He leaves the rock there, and he climbs up. He goes, grabs a knife. And he's just going after everybody. It's unbelievable. He stabs the daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh jessica jessica uh or miss the, the kim
1: Mi- kim's daughter kim's
0: daughter kim's daughter the kim daughter yes yeah.
1: there's a specification there um and he attack he attacks chung sook who's the mrs kim yeah mrs kim he attacks mrs kim with the knife yep he doesn't
0: even go after anybody else she's he's, he's only targeting the kim family
1: yes Clearly, yeah, which is she, <laughs> another she, interesting topic. She ends up skewering him with a meat meat stick.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got it's got like little kebabs on there. Because she
0: almost dies. Yeah, she's almost killed. Like really close.
1: And Mr. Kim ends up s- grabbing the knife, and he he's stuck on this. My God. Well, Dasong's having another seizure.
0: Well, okay, but, but yeah, okay, up. okay, okay, okay. Before Mr. Kim does what he does, so there's a moment. Uh, when Mr. Kim has with Mr. Park behind these bushes because there's like this thing that the Mrs. Park wants to do for the song.
1: They're gonna act out, like a, little, a yeah,
0: like a little play or whatever. Um, and so there's this little conversation that they have between the two of them, and um, Mr. Kim is obviously like. Doesn't want to be there. He's miserable. He's just like, please, just let me die. <laughs> like I don't want to be here anymore, you know. And Mister Park, he see, he clearly sees that he's upset, and he thinks by he thinks that cheering him up would be saying, well, he t- he tells Mister Kim, uh, don't worry, you're getting paid for this,
1: paid double, like overtime. Uh, yeah,
0: and you can tell that. That doesn't do anything. That probably, no, that makes him more angry. That makes Mr. Kim more angry because it's dehumanizing him to mere to a mere job. Yeah. And it steals his uh, identity from him as a man uh, to a mere uh, cog in the machine. Yeah. Uh, for the family. I mean, I. For I, the I, parks.
1: I've worked a job like that. Oh, Yo, you're getting paid minimum wage. Why don't you want to do all of everything and just make us happy? Mm-hmm which it's more than that it's a it's a dignity thing for him and he's like i am i'm more than my wage let me be free so basically mr park is going to say oh i'm going to drive the song to the hospital myself he throws in the key and he drops it it goes underneath the uh, husband yeah the husband and the... he is wrinkling his nose at this prospect of touching this poor this poor guy He's wrinkling his nose and he's like, "Yuck! This is disgusting." And he fishes the key out. It, I believe that's what causes him to snap. He grabs the knife.
0: Yeah, because he's so disgusted by um the the dead body or or the body. Well, it's it, dead. Well, yeah, it's he's dead, but I guess he's more disgusted by the fact that he smells.
1: Yeah, he
0: smells like a poor person. Yeah, and so he he's like, "Oh my goodness!" And then Mr. Kim is like. All right, that's it. So he grabs the knife and turns him around and kills him. Yes. Right there on the spot.
1: Stabs Mr. Park.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it goes into this, like, slow-mo. All the sound is deafened. You don't really hear anything. And it goes into this, like, bird's-eye shot, which is really cool. You see Mr. Kim.
1: Just running down the stairs.
0: Flee the crime scene. and And then he
1: disappears. And the important thing is we only see him run down the stairs. We don't see where he goes afterwards. Yep. Which the news report covers, but it blacks out at that point, and we hear the voiceover and I, I didn't know who it was. I couldn't pick up on who it was like I uh, I don't know why, but it turns out, surprise, Kevin's alive, uh brain damaged, but like he recovers, he's alive mm. he's he's calm, cool, collected. he and his mom get off on probation. The sister is dead. Yep. um, And Mr. Kim is in hiding. Yeah. No one. No one
0: knows where he is.
1: No one can find him. And Kevin's going around. He's doing the best he can. He ends up going up on the hill and looks at the house. The house. The old, the former park house. Yep.
0: Who, who is now owned by Germans?
1: Yes. And he's looking at it, and he notices that the front light is clicking on and off irregularly.
0: Yeah, Morse code.
1: It's Morse code.
0: And he begins to write down the the code, and he figures out that it's his father who's beneath and is sending out this
1: message. It's a brilliant twist because, of course, it, it, it works out in the script. Of course it works because we find we it's said earlier because this is the back hour of this film all takes place in the span of like twenty four hours the previous night, um Moon Wang cuts the CCTV camera out or the CCTV camera outside of the park household. so there's no camera watching the front of their house. They can't follow anything that's happening this day mm-hmm. because camera's cut yep. Like they, they, there's no, there's no f- tracking it. He realizes this. He cuts into the basement, and he's living in the basement. Now they, re- he realizes no one's gonna be there for a while, because you know, murder and whatnot. <laughs> so right. he's able to, you know, stay in the panic room, eat food that's in the fridge. He's able to just kind of live off the land. I guess, in quotes
0: for several months,
1: yes, for quite a while, they finally sell it to um a German, German, family. German family who have no idea what about what happened, <laughs> and he's able to steal food, but he's terrified he says he takes his life into his hands every time he comes upstairs, and it's terrifying because uh-huh. he's now become the parasite it's just that I can't say it's a reversal of fortune because he he wasn't really much better off. No, get it's lit. just
0: a cycle. It's just a cycle of poverty. Yes. it continues, and it's perpetual. Um, and so yeah, he figures out it it's his dad, and then he reads his note, uh, her, his dad's note, to himself. Yeah, um, it's spoken in the voice of Mr. Kim. Yes, and it's very touching, um, and whatnot. And then it, and then Kevin begins to write his own note that he will give to his father.
1: And he makes this. He makes a plan. He He's makes like, I'm a gonna, plan. I'm going to break your rule. I'm going to make a plan. He's going to make I'm, a plan. I'm going to earn money. I'm going to buy this house. He's going to go to
0: school, university.
1: And all you have to do is walk
0: upstairs. When I'm when I'm uh when I buy the house, yeah. And, and you you have this beautiful, serene moment of the family uniting. And it feels, it's like, oh, yes, this is so good. I
1: mean, he did murder somebody, but, like, we're happy that they're together. Yeah. Which is that thing. It's like that relief. We care about them regardless mm-hmm. of what misdeeds they may have done throughout the movie.
0: Right, because it's finally, it's that good, it's that feel-good story of rags to riches. It's like, wow, they finally, um, they finally made it, you know, uh, they're wealthy now they have money they are comfortable they're at this level they've they've uh, attained upward social mobility they are no longer poor they are no longer a part of the the working class proletariat they're now a member of the bourgeoisie but and this is i love this is a perfect ending so good the perfect ending <laughs> the camera pans down to the shot of the window of the basement, and you see Kevin writing the note. And it is this most perfect ending to this film, and it, it tells you, Bong Jun ho tells you straight up, this is all just a dream. Good luck trying to do this. It is nigh on impossible for He's, them.
1: He still has to accomplish it. This could, This could potentially be the future that is in the cards for the Kim family. It's not anywhere close to guaranteed. It's not happening yet, mm-hmm. and he's he's still got, he's got a long way to go. Yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah, and but it's, it it's worth it. You're <laughs> right. It is the perfect ending. It and, is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how is the dad gonna ever find out about that note? He's never gonna find out because he because his son has no way of telling him this.
1: He's he's writing it for himself. basically. Yeah. He's gonna give it to him.
0: It's it's just pipe dreams and you know again like his kind of kind of like i mentioned earlier there's truth to what his father had to say in the gym you know life finds a way to break that plan yeah uh i mean again it is very cynical and like kind of depressing way to look at the world um but i mean it has some truth to it and i think that it's a perfect statement on the major failures of capitalism and it how it's baked into the system and how It keeps poor people from, you know, moving up in society. Uh, And for those that are, that do, the very, very few that actually do make it, they're extremely lucky. And it's not based on their merit. Uh, It's based off of luck and how blessed they are uh, throughout their life. Um, Because, you know, as you see in the film, I mean, they literally lied to this family to get these jobs. Yeah. which i mean is is problematic for sure but i i just i just love i love bong jun ho's um you know unrelenting kind of uh showcase of uh of exposing you know you know the the flaws of of capitalism in in his films cuz this is something that he's done in multiple films uh snowpiercer okja uh, memories of Murder, and I, I believe he does it in Mother. I don't know. I haven't seen Mother, but, um, but, it's, but yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I I love this film. I was blown away by it when I saw it uh, for the first time, and when I continued to watch it
1: every time after that. I believe I was stunned when it when I finished. I think I I don't have a. No- I didn't write any notes for the entire last thirty minutes of this film because I was stuck I I could not look away there is not a moment where I thought oh I'll just I'll pause it I'll get I'll write my my, my thoughts down and we'll, we'll cross that bridge later there was not a moment where I thought that that was appropriate there was not a moment where I thought yep this is a this is an okay stopping point real quick let me just write down oh I noticed this little symbol here mm-hmm. no I I did not write anything about that um and there's one more thing I want to bring up because I, I feel like we've talked about it already. But it's Moon Wang's husband, the one in the basement for mm-hmm. several years. His attitude towards the Kims versus the Parks. He only knows him for a little bit, but he does not like the Kims. None they're his doesn't. adversary. Yeah, they're basically what's preventing him from being free. Yeah. yeah, he he views them as competition. He views them as you know a threat to his safety, well being, yeah. because they're working in the house now. He can't be fed. Mm-hmm. They won't feed him. Yep and if he goes outside he's going to get arrested or worse <laughs> yeah by the loan sharks so they're they're basically his threat which is interesting because technically he's in the basement of Mr. Park he doesn't he feels the utmost respect for Mr. Park he controls the lights down there like just to say thank you so much for coming home because you know he's the reason he's got food that's really it He's got respect for the man who's bringing...
0: It's not even true, though. Because his wife is paying for his food.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> he, but he respects Park, which is the crazy thing to me. Like, you're in the basement of this guy. He doesn't know you exist. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about you. He's not spending anything to take care of you. Nope. You are trapped in this basement. You've been trapped in this basement for four and a quarter years... And you, love him. Mm-hmm. You've got his magazine it's articles adoration. posted up on the wall. It's just yeah,
0: adoration for the man,
1: which can kind of be seen as I guess, Would you say you worship the upper class? It's more yeah. of that I,
0: I, yeah, you I, idolize. idolize. You yeah, I, you idolize them because that's where you. That's what where you, you want to be. be.
1: Why do people... It's it's similar to, like, you know, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. It's like this worship. They've got all the money. They've got this, oh, my gosh, this eccentric, extravagant it's life. It's just uh, yeah, got to be part of it. Yeah,
0: unadulterated uh, worship of rich people and not even beginning to think for one second that, oh, wait, these people don't even care about me. They don't care about me.
1: There was a... So... I believe there was... No, oh, it was in a play that happened... At school this year, mm. there's a talk about Barbara Streisand and her uh house uh. there there was a photo- she was so private about her house she wanted her condo to be private okay um and a photographer took pictures of it oh, okay and to get the pictures taken down, she sued the photographer uh-huh. and in doing so created so much more news around her house <laughs> that it got broadcast everywhere right. And it, it did. It had the complete opposite effect. Right, yeah. She wanted uh, her house to be private and hidden and protected. Because she took that action of going to court, it was no longer private. It was open for everybody. Um. It completely undercut that elitism. Like she, she wanted to be so elite that no <laughs> one could even see it, and then. It just, oh, well, I can just Google it right now and you can say, oh, yeah. look at Barbara Streisand's condo. My goodness, how pretty. Uh huh. It's, it was, that was, that's a little bit of more of the upper class wanting to have that private privacy Pri- there. Privacy, yeah. And not so much us wanting to be a part of, mm-hmm. or at least the delusion that we all wanted to see what Barbara Streisand's. Yeah, I don't care, obviously. Li- but like, hey, you'll you'll you're gonna show it to us. Sure, I'll look. at Oh up. yeah, look okay, at it. Why not? I mean, I I know. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of been a joke with with football, but like, this guy one one quarterback has a house with twelve bathrooms. Who needs twelve bathrooms? Is that Tom Brady? It is Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. And the funny thing is, like, Broncos country, let's ride. He's not doing that great this season, so <laughs> they're keeping track. <laughs> How, how long is it going to take him to throw more touchdown passes than he has bathrooms in his house? <laughs> Wait, he hasn't thrown 12? He has not thrown 12. No touchdowns. way. We're in like week nine, <laughs> ten. He's not past it. No. Oh, but no. Like, but like, that's the thing. You've got 12 bathrooms. Why do you have 12 bathrooms? You don't need 12 bathrooms. The 12th man. <laughs> <laughs> you need two. Two and a half. It's, exce-
0: it's excessive.
1: It's, it's too much. It's excessive, yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you take nothing away from this episode, 12 bathrooms is too many. Mm. You have three. Three's mm.
0: good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this film is very, I think it's, I'm I'm so glad that it got the reception and attention that it got when it released. Um, It was pretty internationally, re- like, renowned. Right. Like, it kind of, it got a lot of attention in the States, which I'm glad it did. For well, one for filmmaking and for international film, because in the states, casual moviegoers, especially in America, well, for one, don't want to watch films with subtitles because they don't want to read. That's stupid, um, which is dumb because you're literally blocking out probably ninety percent of of a lot of incredible cinema that you're missing out on. Yeah um cuz there's only so much in English uh that that is fantastic. I mean, yeah, some of the greatest films ever made are in English, sure. But there's a lot of other stuff that <laughs> isn't made in different languages. Yeah. So I like I I love that it got the attention it got for that reason and also showcasing South Korean cinema cuz there there are so many fantastic directors in that country. You got Bong Joon-ho, um who else you got? You got Park Chan wook Um there's somebody else. Let's see. Uh what who's the guy that made um oh yeah, hi, uh Hirokatsu Koreida. Oh no, he's Japanese, actually, never mind.
1: Um Yeah. Uh
0: but regardless, I mean there is a lot of there is a lot of great films coming out of South Korea.
1: And what what you'll see with a foreign film is at least with a very good one, it keeps you dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the respect that Parasite got is <laughs> impressive. Um, it won the Palm d'or at Cannes Can Film Festival. Yep. It won Best Picture, Best uh, Director, Best Original Screenplay, um, and then one more also at the Oscars. I don't know what else. Oh, and Best International Feature yeah, Film. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, sweep. But... Um, <laughs> uh like a really good foreign film will will take you in with images and with the dialogue and if mm. you're reading it it doesn't matter about inflection like I couldn't tell you gee his delivery on one <laughs> line was bad because I don't know what yeah, he, I don't know', for what us, he's don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he's emphasizing I don't I do not speak Korean but um if you're if the script is well crafted and it is for yeah. a lot of the foreign films that I've been able to watch. Yeah. Lion that we talked about earlier in the, the podcast, very, yeah, the very first episode. That is a well crafted script. That is a very well crafted film, and it, it sucks you in, and mm-hmm. you're in, and you're invested. Yep. Um, this one, Parasite, yep. it it's a, an incredibly well written script. If you yep. if you take the time to watch ten minutes, you're gonna watch the entire thing, and like. I'm going to throw this out there, just because I was blown away when I watched it. Drive my car, yeah. The international feature film, best picture year. winner from last year, yeah. J- Japanese film, yeah. It's so beautiful. It yeah, is a
0: incredible film about humanity.
1: It, it is a three-hour-long
0: movie. Just about people, just th- people having conversations that
1: does not feel like it. Yeah. And you get swept up in these dialogues, these sweeping scenes that take possibly ten minutes to develop. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a beautiful film. And it's, it's stunning. And it yeah. k- it keeps you mm-hmm. wanting more and needing to know what happens next. And it's beautiful. Yeah. So watch more foreign film.
0: Yes, please do. Please do. Because there is so much great cinema that people are missing out on when you like cut out uh, foreign films. So definitely do yourself a favor and watch more of it. I mean, obviously, watch the good stuff like Parasite. And like the other two films that we mentioned. Yeah. But there's a whole world of it out there. And uh and also too, the next film we're gonna be talking about ran by the Japanese cinematic master, Akira Kurosawa, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Uh actually top three in my opinion, of all time, uh, alongside I would say Stanley Kubrick and Andre Tarkovsky. Um Ran, this is well, I guess we're we're gonna get into it when we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh so we'll save that for, for the for the next episode. But essentially I personally believe I this is the fifth film of his I've seen. I've seen Ikiru, I've seen Seven Samurai, Rashomon, and High and Low, and then Ran. Out of the five that I've seen, I'd say this is the best film of his. And he, he he's made masterpieces upon masterpieces upon masterpieces. This is, yeah, this is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. May he rest in peace. Uh, so, Ran, yeah, King Lear adaptation uh, from the late great Shakespeare. Um, yeah, so we'll be talking about next episode. And uh, yeah, this has been Parasite again. One watch of, it. The one, yes, watch it. One of the best films of the 2010s. Agreed. Probably the best film of 2019 um and you know Bong Joon-ho watch also Memories of Murder from him cuz that I believe that film is a little bit better than this I'd say that's just my opinion it's not the popular opinion most people say Parasite is better but I love Memories of Murder uh that one hit harder for me I mean it doesn't really tackle the same exact themes as Parasite um but yeah that film that film's incredible uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Cinematic Odyssey here with Tristan and Max. Uh, this will be on uh, streaming platforms very soon. I think at this point, if this was on air, this would already be cut off.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah,
0: this was already cut off on air. So if you were listening live and you missed the last probably 20 minutes of <laughs> this segment, sorry, whoops, that's on us, but it's okay. It's more content. It's more content. You get to enjoy it. Yeah, like uh, 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 tune in Yeah, you gotta. You, well, you gotta tune in on uh, the streaming platforms. You know, we're on all available platforms. So check check us out, Cinematic Odyssey, the Cinematic Odyssey, um, and yeah, Ran up next, and then the next two films after that, Triangle, Sanus, and Tar. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. This has been uh, the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose. Have a great weekend.